Rediscover the 80s, your retro news and talk station. Welcome to Memory Jogger, a podcast featuring the childhood tales of two friends who grew up in central Pennsylvania during the 1980s and early 90s. This is Jason. And this is Wyatt. Jason and I have known each other since the fourth grade, and this podcast dives deep into our memory banks to extract what we can remember during our formative years. And while our perspective can be regional, we also touch on pop culture that is sure to translate to other Gen Xers. Join us as we jog down memory lane in this episode of Memory Jogger. Welcome back to the Rediscover the 80s podcast and another episode of Memory Jogger. Jason here, of course, and Wyatt. Hey, guys. It's been a little while, but we're having a blast still behind the scenes. How are you, Mm -hmm. Jason? Doing pretty well. Excited to be back behind the microphones again. It has been uh, a minute, as we say, but uh, still a lot of great shows that we've gone over uh, in the feed, you know, uh, just going all the way back to the beginning, if you're kind of new to Rediscover the 80s, we've talked about a lot of different topics uh, ranging from actors like Chevy Chase and Ernest, uh, even Pee Wee. Oh, Pee Wee. (laughs) That one one hit kind of hard. Robin Williams, we talked about shows like Dukes of Hazzard, The A-Team, ALF. Uh, we talked about Star Wars and some other fun ones like our hobbies and interests when we were teenagers, monster trucks, uh, man, just a lot of movies that never get old. And that's just this latest rendition of Memory Jogger, because we now do a if you're if you haven't followed us recently, we've had two Memory Jogger editions, I'll call it. The first mm-hmm. set, we had a topic and it was still mostly i would say 98 percent off the cuff meaning we still had to jog our memories we still had to figure out what we remembered about it but we had notes i'll call it just so that we wanted to cover the topic a little bit or at least seemingly be smarter and (laughs) i use examples of nickelodeon or Mm -hmm. early driving days you know we wanted to halloween yeah right we wanted to make sure we talked about We'll, we'll use Nickelodeon for the example. Like myself wanted to cover Pinwheel and Mr. Wizard. Jason wanted to cover. You can't do uh, that on television. And, right. And Double Dare yeah. and those things and so forth. So we had some notes, but it was more just to make sure we covered them. Right. And at some point, probably a couple of years after of recording, Jason decided to go on to edition two from a trn podcast thought that mm-hmm. he, that he and and uh, his buddy do where it's truly off the cuff so jason built a, a spreadsheet that has a randomizer tied to it so there's something like 60 topics that are still in the queue and whenever we come to it we will spit out whatever it is now you know what it is because you see the title in your podcast app right now but as of this moment, probably five minutes in, we still don't know what we're going to be talking about. That's right. So it's truly off the cuff. And kind of like the game shows, we have lifelines, which is going out in the search engines and <laughs> figure <laughs> right, out what yeah. we did. Because we might be sitting there going, uh, hey, okay, Google. I'm probably starting it up early right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, once we uh, get everything uh, squeezed out of our mind, then we can 
go over to Google and maybe freshen it up. Or if we you know if an actor comes up, it's always good to have their full filmography IMDb, yes. in front of you to, to kind of go, oh, I remember that one. And ah, what was that one that we totally missed? And those usually go in the pile for the rediscovered shows. <laughs> anyway, so we're back and uh, going to do another random topic uh, tonight. We did have some feedback I wanted to pass along and uh, thank our listeners for hanging in there while we were on a bit of a break. But I uh, got an email just this week from Tyler. Tyler is in Manitoba, Canada. Go, 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 go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up in the Great White North there. Tyler, he emailed me, and I did forward this to Wyatt, so he's uh, seen this before. But he said, uh, my name is Tyler. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. It's almost uncanny how many similarities there are with my and your uh, childhood memories. I drive long distances quite often, and I listen to your shows, and I'm taking back to those great times so often. The Memory Jogger shows are amazing, too. I could go on and on about everything 80s, as so many of us could, but I just wanted to thank you for the time you put in, and it is definitely appreciated by many others, I am sure. And he sent also a picture of this uh, canvas painting that was done by a local artist that has, I guess it was a commission, but it has some of his favorite 80s things in there. There's uh, the glow worm. There's a big backdrop of the Back to the Future logo. That Armatron thing from Radio Shack. Yep, you yep. remember that? Yeah, that's great. Game Boy, of course. The Speak and Spell. And then it looks like he has uh, a love for maybe clowns. I don't I don't know what that clown uh, specifically is. but Is that Bozo the Clown? It could be. There's uh, motorcycles in there. So he's got some motorcycles uh, in his blood. And, of course, the very bottom of it is a big Nintendo NES controller. So, Tyler, thank you so much for yeah, that's awesome. Uh, sending the feedback. And that's a real shot in the arm like we always say when we're kind of in that mode where we get into a slump or we get into a break and then we get feedback like this where are you guys <laughs> so uh we're here we uh, are always here life catches up <laughs> we've we use that excuse quite often but we got on my side i have five kids jason has kids now entering college oh. uh, and it's just it keeps going in cycles. There's yeah. times where we're on the ball. We're finally getting a groove and then boom, something <laughs> yeah. derails yeah. us. Or we get on a sidetrack where we want to do more rediscovered or we want to do more, uh, which we haven't done for a while, agents of mask. And right. we just kind of get on these veering parallel tracks. And then we come right back to yeah. you know, what we love to do, which podcasting is what we love to do. That's right. And what was your feedback? You had some, you said. So our classmate, Bob, set this back on in June. And he says, <laughs> well, it's been a minute. Wow. Yeah. Finally got caught up on the podcast. So I have some up-to-date feedback for you. First, I rewatched Bill Cosby himself. Despite how he is viewed today, we all remember that everything that he did in the 80s was gold. And so I think I watched this pretty much as, as soon as it came out. Mm -hmm. which would have put me at age eight, certainly no later than 10. Unfortunately, since everything I had watched of his at the time, mostly Fat Albert, was kid-friendly. 
my understanding was that everything he did was fair game, which led to me reciting in detail to my grandparents the bit about Bill thinking his and his brother's names were Jesus Christ and damn it. <laughs> Since that was how every sentence was started when they when uh, when we were talked to. Needless to say, that did not go over very well with my overly conservative Christian mother. More so than Bill Cosby was Eddie Murphy's Delirious. I rewatched that and I oh, yeah. wonder how I ever got away with that one. <laughs> that show was way rougher than I remember. Yeah. I do clearly remember Russell Green and I running around that year quoting, You don't got no ice cream all of the time. <laughs> Along with reciting the sketch of Eddie's aunt falling down the stairs to name a couple. I had a copy on cassette that probably got doused in holy water and burned or played <laughs> until it was worn out. I don't remember which. Thanks, God, for the memories. And then we went off on tangents for uh -huh. our radio station, of all things. He found a, it would have been the new the new owner's first media, but he found one of those little bus shanties, mm -hmm. you know, the little waiting areas for people, for kids to wait in. Sure, sure. It still had the, the older, uh, we'll call it that, the older QYX uh, oh, did he get banner a on top of it. I do have it. I'll send it to you. Oh, please. Yes. Awesome. But it's the newer one. It's not RWQAX that Jason and I worked at. And that's a big long saga, but basically they've been under two owners. And uh, so, yeah, he, uh, it was when First Media, the group that bought, away, bought it and tore down our building. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's good feedback, though. Yeah. Our last episode was on stand up comics. So that was, was all the talk there. If you want to go back one episode in the, well, probably two episodes now that we did our retrocon that is uh, true preview but okay well are you ready to uh push forward here and see what we're going to talk about tonight all right let's run it ragged <laughs> here we go oh yes yes looney tunes okay watch out doc <laughs> that's not all folks yeah Older than the 80s, but still well-loved when we were kids. Oh, yes. We, man, and you can go back in our feed, actually, and I, I regale talking about it a couple times, mainly because, especially at our early TV time frame, mm -hmm. uh, that's where I couldn't watch it very often because we didn't have cable. So the only way I watched Looney Tunes, if it wasn't on a special, was essentially waiting for cable to come around. Or we went up to my grandmother's just haphazardly on a Saturday, and I'd go watch it on their black and white TV. <laughs> but I still got to see, you know, Bugs, Daffy, and the Goons. How about you? What was your earliest memories of Looney Tunes? I'm not sure about the earliest, but I have one that involves you. We were... I don't know if I was staying over at your dad's place or just visiting for the day. And we were down, I guess, in the basement. And did you, you had a little TV set up down there, right? We did. And uh, like a play area. I remember watching a Daffy Duck VHS tape that you mm -hmm. had. Yep. That was just nothing but Daffy Duck shorts. I and believe that was actually a, like a, uh, or maybe it was recorded. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think it was recorded. I think um, was it my stepsister? I think my stepsister had that like little 
uh, compilations that were you know, right, VHS right. based, and that's yeah. what she did have. Yeah, yeah, I remember being over there and watching Daffy Duck. That's that's one of the one of the memories I've have. I have. Um, I remember filling up a full VHS tape, probably like six hours or eight hours mm-hmm. of Looney Tunes, mainly the Bugs Bunny and uh, Yosemite Sam ones. Well, any, oh, really yeah. anything with B- Bugs Bunny, but uh, a lot of those. I had a whole section with like uh, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Those are just, uh, I could watch those all day long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it was maybe TNT back in the 90s when I was recording my Pink Panther tape. I was also throwing in a Looney Tunes tape to record uh, cartoons, what would have been uh, early high school years, probably. And uh, yeah, I mean, they've just been around so many years. Uh, I remember as a little kid. When my grandmother would pick me up from school, I'd go over to her house and they would show maybe a half hour, hour of Looney Tunes in the afternoons after school. And I remember that being in my rotation there with Batman and uh, uh, anything that Nickelodeon was doing at the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, just so many iconic characters that uh, have really stood the test of time. What's your favorite Looney Tunes character? Like, if you're going to pick one to watch episodes or, or shorts over and over and over again, which one would you choose? That's a tough one because I, you know, I think we had this a similar discussion when we talked about, you know, is it Team Bonnie or Team April or where you mm-hmm. know one day you want this character, the next one you're 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 infatuated with another. I kind of liked the um, probably the Foghorn Leghorn was probably the more fun because <laughs> he'd have that stutter and he's always smacking that dog and trying to get it, you know, at the end of its leash or boy, I say boy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. I keep my feathers numbered for just an occasion, you know, things <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah, or, yeah. you know, whatever the chicken Hawk, those episodes were great. <laughs> There's so many fun ones though. I mean, if you ask me tomorrow, it'll probably be bugs. You know, the next day it might be Yosemite Sam, but right. I, I really like the character of uh, Foghorn. How about you? Yeah. Oh. There is a really, really bad series of local commercials I hear on the radio where they're doing the uh, Foghorn Leghorn impression and the, and the little chicken, his friend. And they're so bad. I'm like, Oh guys, just do something else. <laughs> But I did enjoy Foghorn Leghorn. It's just so hard to pick one. I, I well, like I said, I could probably watch the Wiley e. Coyote and and Roadrunner back to back. But you know, when you have a Yosemite Sam, it's usually with Bugs, and there was so many different settings. You know, uh, across all time, the Old West and pirate ships, and there's all different kinds of ways oh, yeah. that. Uh, Yosemite Sam would, uh, you know, come after him, but, uh, and of course, Elmer Fudd too, bugs with Elmer and the whole, when they, when they had uh Daffy in there and did the whole rabbit season, duck season thing. I mean, that's just a classic episode, oh, yeah. but oh, one of my favorites in high school and, and during that time, eighties and nineties was Marvin, the Martian, 
and he was usually with bugs. Bugs is, I guess, there's so many with bugs because you know he's kind of the main character. You see him in the credits when you see the Looney Tunes logo pop up and you hear the theme song. But yeah, uh, I loved Marvin the Martian. I had a little collection going there for a while with. Uh, I had everything from keychains to Christmas ornaments. With, and I had a huge blanket, too, my mom got me for Christmas one year. With uh, with, uh, See if I can do the impression. My Illudium Pew 36 explosive space modulator. Exactly. There we go. I was go. looking that up because I didn't want to make <laughs> mess it up. You don't, You got it. Oh, delays, delays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could do a few impressions. Not... Very good, but Speedy good. Gonzalez. Pretty good, but that was pretty good though. <laughs> okay, uh, Speedy Gonzalez was another one I loved. Oh yes, he was all him and Sylvester the cat were always <laughs> back and forth. And Akatash. Yeah, yeah, they you know can never catch him. It was the same kind of setup as with uh, the Roadrunner and the Coyote, <laughs> but Speedy was funny with you know Speedy Gonzalez and loved my sister. Speedy Gonzalez in love with everybody's sister. So you get <laughs> you get some fun banter with all the other mice there and what he's going to do to the cat, the gato. So, yeah, the Tasmanian devil. Uh, Mom, that was her favorite character, still is. And it still has some uh, plushies of Taz in her room uh, when we go and visit. But, uh, yeah, that was another great character. And then Sylvester, of course, he was normally with Tweety, trying to get Tweety Bird. And those were some good ones when you had the grandmother involved, too. You know, that was the, <laughs> the owner of Tweety or whatever. But, oh, man, trying to think of some other ones just to, just to throw out there. Uh, oh, Bugs nice. Bugs in the, uh, the Gangsters. It was like Muggsy and, what was it? Muggsy and Bugsy or... Yeah, yeah. M- Muggsy and Rocky, I think. <laughs> Rocky, that's right. Those were so much fun. Would I take um, a lighted match in this gas oven if my friend Rocky was in there? <laughs> oh, Robert, you might. You might. Yeah. And see, that was all in good fun, too. I mean, I haven't watched the, the newer episodes that they've released in the last few years. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of the violence in the gunplay and all these bombs and stuff have kind of gone away. But... I've caught a couple episodes, and what's it's hard not to understand or just imagine. This seems like the politics side of it. But mm-hmm. Mel Blanc did almost every voice there except for the the female voices. And even mm-hmm. then he did he did the granny one for Tweety. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's hard. You know, we, one person did all these voices. But yet when you read the credits for their new ones, Someone is doing Bugs. Someone yeah, else some, is doing yeah, Daffy. Someone yeah. is doing Elmer. And it's there's, what, five, six, seven people doing all the characters when one was sufficient back then. Mm-hmm. But it's because, at least this is my interpretation, is they had to find someone that, that could get close to those voices. And obviously, Mel was the only one that could get to that, those each tones. Yeah. And then nowadays, you have to, well, there's AI now, I'm sure. But... <laughs> got to get a guy that's really close to doing bugs and etc yeah i wonder if they could <laughs> do essentially what they have done already which is you go back and you get some of these classic recordings of him and 
run it through the AI and then you could have bugs pretty much say anything or you know, I'm sure you could now that AI episodes. Is, yeah. It's scary, but incredible at the same time. That's right. Uh, another one that just came to mind that I did enjoy was Pepe Le Pew. Oh yeah. Always yeah. going after the, uh, the female cat that he thought was a skunk. You know, she would like walk under uh paintbrush. Something, yeah. So, yeah. Something that had wet paint on it and he would perk up and, you know, Where are you, lure. my little wallflower? I will kiss you. <laughs> That's right. And then that little the the you know the the music. We don't often think about it, but the music was kind oh, of fun gosh. because you had that like that flute going do 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 or whatever. Yeah. And that well, yeah, I mean the the whole wow the whole appeal of Looney Tunes is the the music and the sound effects behind it too because. Those shorts are just not what they are without, you know, that orchestra music and exactly all of the little ways that they show people and what they emphasize, you know, and, yeah. like the coyote falling off the cliff. You always hear that little whistle and then what sounds like a, you know, a, a baseball mitt. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Or the orchestra, you know, building up when something's something's going awry or or mm-hmm. you hear the tasmanian devil you know you hear this you know <laughs> the sound effects although it was just how much fun would that have been to be mel blank and you know it, it voice acting i'm sure was not what it is today where you know, a lot of these actors are celebrated at conventions and things, and they probably looked at him like he was some kind of weirdo doing just these voices for kids shows back in the day. You imagine cleaning that microphone, <laughs> <laughs> especially True. after after he's doing uh, Sylvester. Yeah, suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, gosh, just just to think about all the ones that he did and. And then trying to have conversations back and forth between them. You know, he was probably. Oh, yeah. And back then they didn't have the <laughs> editing like we do now. He had to do oh, all yeah. that cut. All cut, like cut and splicing. Yeah. On reel to reel, probably. You know, well, I, I don't mean, think he did. Maybe they did. I mean, we don't know the, the whole tale, but I still imagine probably the innocence of me, but I imagine him just having to shift from Bugs to Elmer and, you know, and lightning rapid when he's doing this and now there, yeah. there might've been some cut and splice because it was such a big spance or something that they had to, you know, nick out, you know, a, a second of dead air or whatever, mm-hmm. but still, like you said, I mean, if they're, if they are cutting and splicing, that's a lot of cutting and splicing. And they yeah. still have to get it in tune with the cartoon, you know, the, the timing of the that's, mouse. Yeah. That's what I was thinking more along the lines of trying to match what was happening on screen. And Man, there's got to be some uh, really painstaking work that went into these animated shorts. Do you remember the specials that we would get every now and then towards the, oh, yeah. the mid 80s? Yeah, and there was like, one uh, I watched some time ago or around the time frame where Mel Blank introduced us to his son. He was sitting in an armchair hmm. and he's like, you know, I'm teaching my son how to do this, and he's going to be a good. Uh, I can't remember. He he did uh, not a copycat, but you know, um, mm-hmm. a protege or something. And and he he's like, 
Yeah, what's up, Doc? And then the son walks up and does the impression. Yeah, what's up, Doc? You you hear a slight difference, but it's like this is incredible. <laughs> you know, we finally get this meet Mel Blank in person, even though it's really a video. Uh, right. But none of us knew who he was except by title. Didn't That's know right. who you know. We walked like Doug. You know, we could walk along the street, and no one would have known that you know Doug Stone was Matt Tracker unless you really knew. Same with Mel Blank. You know, you walk along yeah. the street. Some ball guy walking down the joint, you know, who knows? But then, <laughs> I remember, go ahead. I was, was going to say, I remember Doug talking about when he first got into voice acting in Canada, being in like some of the same studio or maybe these, you know, studio that Mel Blank worked at. And that's when he moved to LA to record. Oh, that, okay. I, I, yeah. I and he was in the studio. He was, that. and he was enamored because he's like, <laughs> we're in the studio where the guy with the thousand voices is, you know, and here we are trying to mm-hmm. get there. So yeah, it was I'm sure humbling for him at the time. Right. I was thinking uh of sometimes there would be specials on TV around the holidays. Like uh one I remember is Bugs Bunny's Thanksgiving diet. And it was like a half an hour of the best of Bugs Bunny around food. And they would pull in little pieces of all the shorts that had come before they added some new animation too uh to kind of set things up but then uh it would be you know bugs doing whatever with food huh. and I then that. yeah there was there was some other specials maybe around christmas or halloween yeah there that were they released uh back in the 80s yeah i remember just so much from bugs and and the anticipation of watching because you know at some point it did start turning into a rerun but for many times for us it was a new episode at least for me it was right right so getting to see elmer fudd what's he going to do next or sylvester and tweedy just all those and then they introduced different characters on the fly it seemed that red you know that red monster you know and oh yeah 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 um bugs doing his nails Oh crap! Um, I can't remember what the name of the name of the monster is. And then just well, Roadrunner and Coyote. I mean, that was a fun. There was no real voices there. I think one or twice, once or twice, we we heard like Coyote speak, and he was that like a proper voice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was a little crazy, you know, hearing him talk. But the magic of that all, you know, especially like Looney, um, um, the Roadrunner. And Coyote, where you know, he's painting what looks like a scene, mm-hmm. but the Roadrunner can pass through it. But the moment he goes, it, you know, he hits the wall. The genius that is there with the with the creativity and for everything. I mean, it was truly comedic. comedic. There were uh, when you're a kid, you were really bypassed. But as an adult, there's a few moments where you catch where it's a like an adult reference. Not bad language, but it's an adult reference. Mm-hmm. Like, like when he's on top of that that di- uh, Sam's on top of that diving board, right? He has and Bugs has that door. He goes, <laughs> "Open up, open up." Notice I didn't say Richard. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, little little slips. But as a kid, you're like, "What? What, what does that mean?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now nah, you get it. About? Yeah, you got it when you were older. Gossamer, I think, was the name of that red guy. Yes, yes. But um, yeah, so they 
they did specials like regular specials back in the 70s and early 80s there was one that was Bugs Bunny's Looney Christmas Tales in 79 uh Daffy Duck and Porky Pig meet the Groovy Ghoulies in 1972, Ooh. Bugs Bunny's busting out all over. I remember that. In 1980, that was three shorts. Those were new, uh, all new shorts that they mm-hmm. put together. But then they did all these with uh, reused footage. So Bugs Bunny's Easter special in 1977, that used a bunch in there. Bugs Bunny in space, Bugs Bunny's howl a ween special <laughs> in 77. How Bugs Won the West in 78, Bugs Bunny's Valentine special in 79, Bugs Bunny's Mother Day special in 79, and Bugs Bunny's Thanksgiving Diet, that was 70, November 15th in 1979, that was released, Bugs Bunny's Mystery special, Daffy Duck's Thanks for Giving special, uh, Bugs Bunny All-American Hero, so there's a lot these are early eighties, but I remember them rerunning those later in the eighties because, you know, maybe around mid eighties, I was still watching those around Thanksgiving and, and Halloween. Uh, and it was, you know, we, I even recognized then, Oh, Hey, this is just footage from other shorts that I've already seen, but it was fun to put them all together and then have those little lead in and outro moments with the new footage you know introducing the clips and everything so yeah oh just so much man over the years i have there's been so many dvds released too i have one or two volumes on dvd of looney tunes just with all kinds of random ones but when i first got uh, hbo max that was a big deal because they had all the shorts on there and we're making new ones at the time. I've since stopped subscribing, but I remember just sitting down and watching a whole night, me and the daughter of Roadrunner and Coyote shorts and just, Oh man, I felt like I was a kid again. Yeah. We've watched my kids and I have watched, I have a a DVD that I carry in the car and uh, we have that DVD player in there and, They'll love it. They'll ask from time to time to switch it out for the Roadrunner or the, or the, they'll call it the chicken, which they mean foghorn. <laughs> uh, but they love it. They've watched the space jams, both of them. Yeah. I, for some reason, I, w- I was in love with basketball in the early 90s. And I don't know why that, that just never connected with me in a way that I've rewatched it, you know, over and over throughout the years i haven't seen the new one with lebron james but i have it's a it's it's actually pretty good yeah um lebron james they they get sucked into the the actual computer there's a big mega computer server system uh and they get sucked in and there's a gentleman on there we've seen him before he plays on um he's been playing on the marvel uh, he's part of the Avengers. He's the one. He's a. Uh, Jeez, what's it? He, he's the the. He's not Iron Man, but he's the Captain, the other guy, like Captain the metal America? suit that he's. St- no, no. Um, where where the dude st- steals Iron Man's suit, and then 
puts guns and everything else on it. The black guy. Oh, oh, uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. The war machine. Yeah. Okay. The war machine. So I'm he looking plays at the cast now. Yeah. Right. He plays the AI in there and he has a bad little punk and he's coming <laughs> up with, uh, he wants to make, uh, he wants to have a, a basketball game to basically settle scores. And of course mm-hmm. it's the classic. You got the teams trying to be built up and, training and all that but mm-hmm. part of it is he kidnaps the, the AI, AI rather kidnaps the kid now at first it's not a kidnapping because you know he's baiting the kid in and saying oh your dad doesn't appreciate you with the video games and what mm-hmm. you've been doing and all that but eventually they you know catches on that the, he's been uh, kidnapped and all but it's it's still a good good game they actually make joke about how they're no, what it uh, they're playing a basketball game with the tunes. Where have mm-hmm. we heard this one before? <laughs> Obviously, the original Space Jam. Yeah, but um, it was a good, pretty decent okay. movie. It's worth the watch. I kind of liked the first one mainly because I liked Bill Murray, seeing him in there goofing right. around and yeah. beating him. Uh, but it felt like the cast, the voice cast, actually had a little bit. I don't know. They were they were more they, correct. They probably weren't the right people. Okay. It wasn't Mel Blank, but right. it still was more correct feeling the, with the voices and even the cartoon a little bit. Well, for those of us that remember watching and you know growing up with the originals, it's hard to get past that when you don't hear Mel Blank. You know, whereas the kids nowadays they that's just not in their mind at all. They just enjoying the the movie or whatever. So, well, anything you- else? Yeah, I was just going to ask you the same thing. Is there anything else that nothing really out? coming to mind uh, at this time? I think we we covered a lot of the characters and things. I guess let's leave the rest up to the listeners to fill in. Who's your favorite character? What else in the Looney Tunes universe did we miss talking about? We'll let them fill in the blanks. Yeah, that'd be great to hear from you guys. And of course, uh, you'll hear about it here in the end credits, but. Again, I wanted to thank you all for coming along with us and letting us entertain you and hopefully bring back some memories about Looney Tunes. Yep. We will uh, see you next time then. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to Memory Jogger. If we jogged a few of your memories, we'd love to hear about it this week. Visit the show notes for our Tell Me voicemail link and record your thoughts on today's topic or any others from our archive. We'll be sure to play it back on a future episode and give our reaction. You can also post your comments to our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com, which is the home base for Memory Jogger and more 80s nostalgia. You can also find us on Twitter. Jason is at RD80s and I am at InfamousWV. And if you enjoy listening to the show, leave us a star rating or review in your podcast app of choice. Or better yet, share this episode on social media. Join us again next time as we challenge our brains on another episode of Memory Jogger.